This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Do you like to dance, Will? <laughs> no, because I'm an awful dancer. You're an awful dancer, not even to this? <laughs> no dancing? <laughs> I was in two tap dancing musicals in high school, and no one should ever remember Ever see it. this. <laughs> okay, well, we'll, we'll let you slide. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody recognizes this. Sounds like right? it could have been it, actually. <laughs> right? The Candyman, everybody. Welcome today. We are here today with San Diego's very own Candyman, Will. Hello. Well, welcome. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Little little known fact, yeah. as a kid, I hated Willy Wonka. You hated it? I this hated makes it. no sense. I couldn't escape the right. endless jokes. Yeah. It was Willy this, Willy that, Willy that. I mean, it never stopped. Right, never There aren't stopped. that many kids named Will, frankly. No, but you are, and you're in the candy chocolate <laughs> business. I, I know, and I couldn't, and I just couldn't handle it. And then when I got all the way yeah. through, through high school, I thought I was going to become an artist. Uh-huh. Very yeah. creative person. Mm-hmm. And then I really fell in love with food. Yeah. And I got all the way through art school and I thought, gosh, I'm making chocolate as a hobby. This is a career option. Yeah. But I will never be able to escape the Willy Wonka jokes. You never will. And eventually I just accepted will. it. Yeah, I think so. And roll <laughs> with it. I do recall seeing you in a nice purple outfit. At oh, one point yeah. you had some oh, yeah. Willy stuff going. If you've and... seen us at charities, I'm yeah. probably wearing a big top hat. It's um, perfect. Over over the years, that became a pretty recognizable figure. I think uh, so. I think, it, so, I think yeah. it's a given. <laughs> yes, release your the demon. Will, <laughs> run with it. Roll with it. Roll with it. In fact, our friend, I have to go back, um, you did the whole uh, contest where yeah. someone could win chocolate for life. Uh, and it was <laughs> our friend that actually won that. Also named Gina. Also yeah. named Gina. I think she lives right in South Park, She too. does, yeah. That she was could just walk about right the best over. person to have won that. The best person to have won it. Yeah, I mean, so when yeah. we did our grand reopening, mm-hmm. so long story short, I went to art school, yeah. never thought I'd become a chocolate maker. And then I opened that little cafe on Alco yes. Boulevard a long time ago. Seems like lifetimes ago. How long ago? It was like fourteen. Venismo's fourteen, and I remember you coming yes. into Venismo right then when you were. Yeah, you it. were. You were the very first person I sold chocolate to. The very first. That well, is because I lived in University Heights, yeah. so really close to where you mm-hmm. were. Uh, and I remember even salivating over the store next to you, lavish, thinking, lavish. I wonder if they'll ever go out of business, because I would love to be next to Venissimo. Oh, <laughs> and they're still there. They they're, must be doing really doing well. They're doing great. Yep. They're really, really doing great. There's yeah. another space next to us, though. <laughs> Just letting you know. <laughs> well, I was working out of my apartment yeah. like a caterer would, renting kitchens for I two years. I remember this. Having a very nomadic chocolate lifestyle yeah. Yeah. and then uh that little piece of real estate opened and then i finally had a home and you did um so that was uh gosh months before the recession 2007 <laughs> and little did i know yes what was to come and i didn't even know did. when it was happening i yeah. was naively blissfully already drowning in chocolate there's something to be said about <laughs> ignorance is bliss Right, and the timing for me bit. was just about right yeah. because I quite literally birthed my company mm-hmm. into a terrible economy. Yeah, and it didn't stop, and it toughened me good. up, and it right. it forced me to learn to be a business person. Yeah. And I can sure. confidently say that if the recession had not happened, I would have opened and not had a realistic yeah. view, and like many right. startups, would have just fizzled out because mm-hmm. they never actually got a grasp on oh. 
This is harder than it looks. Way harder. I'm going to have to work harder. Yeah. We're going to have to change maybe what I thought we might be yeah. doing, right? Exactly. Because you guys were probably open for three years before the recession. About, yeah. Maybe I want to say about three. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that, about that probably three. was really hard for everyone in the food community. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It was... Um, I feel like, and maybe with chocolate too, it still was that affordable luxury I that people say like that. it. Yeah, and then you just that. like, you know, I might feel shitty, but you know what? Today I'm going to mm-hmm. get a chocolate bar, or I'm going to go get my favorite cheese. And, and that's know? how I treat myself. Yeah. Honestly, I tell this to people all the time when I do tasting courses because mm-hmm. we love to do cheese and chocolate. Yeah. We'll talk You've about done that it later, forever. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But I always tell people, don't bother getting that low end cheese. It's filled with nothing. Nothing. It's yes. just a lot of calories and fat mm-hmm. and nominal flavor. Why go, bother? Go get a yeah. really nice piece of cheese mm-hmm. or chocolate, yeah. eat half as much of it, pay the Voila. same amount, exactly. and you're happier and you've actually consumed less. It's completely – that is the equation. I have to write that as a yeah. formula on like sure. a board that people could really, really understand. People used with. to ask me all the time, yeah. uh, aren't you worried about the recession? I'm like, well, of course I am. But that really nice handmade chocolate bar is what everyone can still treat themselves yeah. to. Maybe not the car. Maybe not the vacation. Yeah. But today's vacation is a lovely chocolate bar or a fine piece of cheese. Exactly. <laughs> Sitting at the park. And yeah, exactly, Will. Is that what you started with those? The, is the bars. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Chocolate 100%. bars first. Yeah. Actually, no, no, no. Truffles first. Truffles but quickly first. chocolate bars because yeah. it came a pretty quick realization mm-hmm. that it's actually hard to just have a company that makes truffles. because. Truffles. They're very seasonal, they're very mm. short shelf life. Mm-hmm. People buy them as fancy gifts, but they don't, usually don't buy them for themselves. Yeah. So when it comes to your average uh, foodie and how mm-hmm. they enjoy to explore the world, they'll buy a chocolate bar a day yeah. and enjoy it. Exactly. But they probably will look at that box of fancy confections yeah. and things. Uh, today's not special, special occasion, <laughs> exactly. Or that's a gift. That's a really good concept. I, uh-huh. I kind of, I've, I fall into that category. I think. Oh, I oh, do that's too. Just for special. Yeah. I do. I and yeah. I and I and when I give gifts, it's usually mm-hmm. like the fancier sort of by the piece. Maybe there's a exactly. tasting guide. It's more of an experience. Yeah. But but every foodie wants a good piece of chocolate or cheese or a glass of wine or or a good craft beer. Yeah. Those are all staples to us. I, I, I think so. They fall into that category of the staples. Sure. <laughs> Cheese, wine, chocolate. Uh, what, what was I missing? Bread. Co- I, I, I put tea. bread. Yeah. Okay, wait. There's lots of staples <laughs> in the food world. I agree. <laughs> I remember, Will, and it probably drove you nuts, but I, I still know that like the, one of the favorite flavors, is it one of your top seller, the sea salt nib? That will probably always be Forever. the most. And yeah. when people came in, they're like, well, don't you make any plain chocolate? And mm-hmm. what I really want to say is, you don't really want us to make you a plain chocolate bar. We can go get that somewhere else because yeah, we're going to make point. it mm-hmm. really amazing, fair trade Kuvage or chocolate, but it's also handmade. Yeah. So you can probably get a plain chocolate bar that is made sure. by a machine, and that can be your standard mm-hmm. chocolate yeah. or your fancy chocolate because you don't need to pay to have someone hand make something unless it needs to be handmade. So our products yep, yep, yep. need to be handmade. Mm-hmm. They're just different. Yeah. So it, it really does become a sort of different kind of chocolate company where we, we're looking at some fancy confections, some everyday eating mm-hmm. confections, but they're all still handmade yeah. and we only work with fair trade Kuvich or chocolate. Chocolates, so. yeah. And that's kind of your base, right? You've got to – you start with that and we're then you're actually, building all around. Yes. Yeah. Over, over the years, and I've learned a heck of a lot about chocolate, oh. um, it's such a convoluted industry and there's so many gatekeepers. Um, mm. I'll explain that a little bit more because I think mm-hmm. any – any industry traditionally has what I call a gatekeeper, the kind of person that is positioned between the end uh, consumer, the person who wants to enjoy something, okay. and then the sort of industry that's it. making it. Yeah. And that gatekeeper might be a media figure. Mm-hmm. They might be the person to say, hey, go check out that na- new restaurant over there. Yeah. Or they might be a food distributor or an importer. Mm-hmm. But 
there's so many people traditionally that are in the way for you to discover these amazing things, mm. and they help you discover them. Yeah. Sometimes they're sales-oriented. Sure, sure. Nowadays, you can discover all sorts of amazing things by yourself, and yeah. you almost don't need these people to sort of curate your life for you now. Not because, anymore. Especially with things like the internet, Pinterest, the social you can curate media. Yeah. everything you want all yes. your, by yourself. Isn't it the truth? You can Which discover so many food mm-hmm. finds now. Yeah. Yeah, and then so, get creative with it. Everyone's yeah, brands like creative. yours and mine, I think, mm-hmm. are are sort of uh, sort of the first wave of that in a yeah. way. Yeah, because in we build our was, brands mm-hmm. in the beginning of a new media age. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and now we can talk directly to the people that love our products, and we don't have to go through a filter, yeah. a gatekeeper, it's nice. so to speak. Exactly, and everything's at the fingertips. Yeah, really, really good. Um, did you? I know you. You started pairing. You came in way back. And started saying, we need to put some, uh, we will do pairings first, you know. But then you also used some little cheese ingredients in some of your chocolates. Yeah. Yeah. um, I've used, uh, I think if anything, the common theme for Eclipse is that I didn't start as a culinary figure. I started as an artist. Mm -hmm. And the, the mentality of learning to be an artist that I went through seven years of art school, undergrad in uh, Ohio, and then moved to California for SDSU. Mm-hmm. E- eventually, you go through like a master's program, and you're learning how to learn. You're yeah. not necessarily learning specifics anymore. You're learning to hone your own self sure. as a tool for discovery. Um, so there can be a lot of really interesting things uncovered like that. Mm-hmm. A- and that thread fell right into the chocolate company because yeah. I didn't... I wasn't dealt a hand that other food manufacturers might be. I kept drawing my own cards until I had a good hand. Yeah. <laughs> and lots of, you, you play Trust lots me, of hands, right? I discarded to, to a lot. <laughs> yes, we all do, right? That's going to work. No, that's but, not going to But that did become yeah. sort of uh, the anchor point of why Eclipse was going to be different because yeah. I, I didn't come with the, the traditional skill set mm-hmm. or, or sure. the con- preconceived notions. Yeah. So I just kept making them up, breaking rules, trying new things. Yeah. Um, our truffle Being catalog artsy. is a lot like that because I love um, things like a fresh chev in lieu of yeah. the cream mm-hmm. to make a truffle. Mm-hmm. Um, we have actually we have ten vegan truffles right now that I are heard. all made with alternative uh, botanical oils. Mm-hmm. Which oh. it's mm-hmm. that started originally with coconut cream. That that seems pretty obvious. Um, coconut oil is actually really different than coconut cream. Yeah. But then recently I discovered some. Uh, uh, exotic pressed nut oils, actually by a company hmm. in in uh, the Bay Area called La Tourangelle, Ooh. which is cute. I yeah. think you know them. They're in little tins. The tins. I was going to say it's a beautiful uh, package, and, and they do have such floral and different. Yeah, flavors. they're the kind of oils that you mm-hmm. don't want to cook with because you'll mm-hmm. change their flavor profile. Like a fine sea salt, you don't yeah. cook with that. You garnish with it. Uh, top. Yep. So like a walnut oil or a toasted mm-hmm. almond oil or a pumpkin seed oil. Yeah. I mean, they've got like a dozen really interesting, mm-hmm. and we've all heard of like peanut oil. But, exactly. But when you break open a can of toasted pumpkin seed oil, that's oh. pretty different. Yeah. And to use that instead of cream as your mm-hmm. fat to make a confection Interesting. really opens up an entirely really... new palate and would... it can be mm-hmm. vegan all dairy free yeah so over By the years that. be it cheese yeah. or oils or whatever it is i i kept on exploring uh with the mentality of an artist just exactly that's what where my creative that's what process an artist was. does yeah there you're trying different things and seeing where, where your mind leads and it's super rewarding yeah. to see someone 
enjoy something you've made. Yeah. As a traditional be. artist, it might have taken me months or or even years to get through that creative process. Yeah. And I think that's why I love food so much because it's so much faster. It's fast. It's immediate gratification. If I screw it up, it goes into the trash really quickly. <laughs> no one needs to know about it. No, if I happened. made something amazing and it's the first time and someone is yeah. right there trying it, the the turnover to that satisfaction is so fast. Yeah. So it's in the end I actually wasn't as good as an artist as I am a craftsperson in food. Perfect. It's okay. Uh, pro- probably because my attention span is shorter. <laughs> you need that. And I uh, listen to this now and let's get this done. <laughs> it's funny what you learn about yourself, right? Going through. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, in like, fact, I, I can't do this. There or... was a turning point in art school mm-hmm. where I spent hours crafting a sign, uh, very meticulously okay. drafting it. And it said, know thyself. And it was because I was terrible at that kind of stuff. Mm. I would rush through it. Yeah. I didn't want to spend all of the exacting time. So I, I made myself a plaque <laughs> that was almost like the, the antithesis of what I wasn't. So I could look at it and think, sometimes you just have to calm down, slow mm-hmm. down and perfect it. Yeah. In the end, I was really attracted to food just because the creative process yeah. was faster. It was fast. And mm-hmm. I loved exploring more options more yeah. quickly. More and quickly. then sharing them with people and saying really quickly, oh, they didn't like that at all. <laughs> or, okay, or that's, that's something they haven't had before and they're mm-hmm. so excited by it. Yeah. That it's so so unique. Isn't yeah. that, it feels like anything goes these days, right? Mm-hmm. And some of the magic combinations that I see people do, sometimes I'm like, why didn't I think of that? And I'm floored. And, yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's just a matter yeah. of literally throwing convention out the window mm-hmm. and trying something, even though somewhere there's a voice in your head that says, this is not supposed to work. Exactly. And that's, <laughs> it's, that's the worst, right? It's not supposed to do this. You're not supposed <laughs> to do that. Well, ah! <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, when you first opened the cafe, the one on El Cajon Boulevard, uh-huh. it was more you were doing all the production of the chocolates and truffles, and you had coffees and oh. such. But now your um, place in South Park's full-blown restaurant where you incorporate chocolate into everything. Yeah, that little cafe was yeah. like um, a little concept on training wheels. You, I didn't, you got to start somewhere. I, I naively jumped right into that <laughs> with enthusiasm. I can do it. I didn't know yeah. how... Some interesting background. I had never had a job where I was a manager of people. Very I had. Uh, I did work in residence life in college, mm-hmm. but that's pretty different. You're yeah. you're fostering a social community that there's no discipline when someone doesn't show up to work on time. <laughs> that's a different thing. Yes. Um, but I had never officially managed people in a real job career position. I had Ugh. never worked in a food based concept that wasn't like a cashier a- as yeah. a kid and like a fast sure, food joint exactly. or something. I had never worked mm. in a commercial kitchen. Ever. I had I, I had built one. I had never mm-hmm. uh, even pretended to be a chef or a cook in a professional yeah. instance in any sense of the word. Any word. I just knew that I loved being a craftsperson and yeah. chocolate was this new medium for mm-hmm. me that mm-hmm. I was really, really attracted to. Yeah. So all of that I had to learn. So you oh were on the job training. Becoming becoming an employer is so much harder than one would think. Yes, um, I can barely deal with all of my baggage. You want me to deal with 30 other people's baggage? Yes, it's very hard, right? Oh, well. So, yeah, yeah we were there for six years, and it was six an years. amazing learning experience. Yeah. Every single year, I, I brought a little bit more to the company, and yeah. it wasn't necessarily because I was that ambitious. It's because I had to pay the bills. Yeah, you got and, it. And again, mm-hmm. getting born into a recession really, really forcing, mm-hmm. forced me to develop a thick skin and say, okay. We're almost to a point where I'm making money. Now what do we need to add? So the conclusion of more food, more events, more tastings, Mm -hmm. more kinds of chocolates. 
we started with truffles, and then I added yeah. a whole chocolate bar line, and then we added drinking chocolate, and then we started making salted caramels, and yum, then yum, we yum, started yum. making caramel rocky road. And yeah. Sometimes sure. these things went through multiple revisionings. Um, mm-hmm. Our caramel rocky road is pretty infamous because yeah. it's changed like three times. Okay. Yeah, different. Once it used to be like this giant like forearm sized log. Yes, it was huge. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I made it to think, oh great, this is your perfect Christmas gift. You'll bring it to a family and everyone will just devour it because yeah. it's enormous. And then I got like a really angry letter from <gasps> some a letter, a handwritten letter. Oh, Who does that anymore? Oh. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, this oh. is some Oh, sweet old lady in, in, in Florida who just doesn't <laughs> understand. And she, she wrote me a letter how frustrated she was that she couldn't cut it with a knife. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Like, I guess oh, we'll start have to make this in little bite-sized pieces. <laughs> right, right. Like I guess that's a good point. My yeah. dream of hacking it apart with a machete and everyone Didn't taking quite. a chunk was a little too much for her. <laughs> you have to do that in some of your events just for something special. So over Isn't the years, the yeah, things yes. got redeveloped, re-envisioned. Uh, right. But most of all, the dining concept um yeah. was fleshed out mm-hmm. um the very first valentine's day we had a chocolate tasting dinner and that was yeah. 2008 mm-hmm. and uh it was savory food with chocolate for the first time um yeah. before we moved to south park within 6 years later we had done about 75 what i were calling then pop up dinners they oh, were nice. almost monthly Wow. Uh, and because we didn't have a full dining concept, that was our restaurant. And because it only happened about once a month, it yeah. was really easy to book. And mm-hmm. we almost sold out all the time. Exactly. You could plan um, it. It's very, yeah. That's... We had a lot of regulars. Mm-hmm. People knew what they were sort of coming to on yeah. alternative dining experience. We only had 28 chairs. We we had something? three seatings at four, six, and eight, and sort oh, of wow. cattle called everyone in and out, and everyone was served at the same time. That's awesome. So yeah. all all aspects of it were an unconventional restaurant, and yeah. and I was the weirdo at the top trying to figure out how to how to string a, a restaurant and a chocolate <laughs> company together, which together. is certainly not very common. <gasps> but you did it. You're doing uh, it, yeah. And yeah. and, and uh, what I didn't know is we were doing it at at uh, uh, the birth of social media. So yeah, I was keeping a blog that Growing I didn't think it. actually mm-hmm. amounted to as much as it did. Good. So people were watching, and I yeah. didn't know. Yeah, um, we've done uh, a big cupcake event every year, mm-hmm. and because some of those flavors were really wacky, we ended up one year on a pretty big national cupcake blog. And that's so awesome. That, that kind of um, internet traffic really builds up over time. Yeah, exactly. Um, Slow and steady, right? And even and us grow, in, grow, grow. even us in the business forget how much we're sort of um peppering our information mm-hmm. I- into the internet and yeah. and how often that will just randomly be picked up by someone right. and then there's another stick? opportunity for us mm-hmm. in our company. Yeah. So yeah, it was uh it was a long um 6-year process of making yeah. food of all sorts of strange orientations. Yeah. But so, they do all have a little element of a chocolate Eventually, because eventually I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. chocolate and everything. Uh, (laughs) Eventually, I I broadened it to uh, caramelized components like Mm -hmm. sugar, um, chocolate components Uh like cacao, or vanilla bean components. Uh, But that means that vanilla doesn't have to have sugar, and it becomes something different. And cacao, completely unsweetened, is a very savory thing. Mm -hmm. And even even sugar, so to speak... um, has a lot of life if you consider the different types of sugars, how to yeah. how to work with them, keep them very sweet, or get them to a very bitter stage yeah. by by caramelizing. And to sometimes a smoke you'd point. want to with something, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we were creating unusual food and and trying to open the minds of people because that's really where it boils down to. There was always a contingent, and still mm-hmm. is a strong contingent of people saying, "What? Why would I?" 
why would I have a meal in a chocolate company? Because you can't. That's what do right. they just dip everything in chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, a little bit of education required. <laughs> no, it's not all dipped in chocolate, everyone. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I can attest. L- yeah. Long chocolate-clad journey. Right, yeah, but really good. And at the um, cafe, though, we can still watch, right, through the window, some of the chocolate-making activities. Yeah, that's when cool that, that old little cafe was, was rinky. Yeah. Um, I, yes, I opened that it. on a shoestring of a budget. Yeah. And I remember about halfway through, we started stacking boxes to the ceiling thinking, this is not going to last much I'm sorry, longer. I can't do this. Uh, it took me about a year yeah. to find the community support. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm still a sole proprietor because all of my assets are this company. Oh, and yeah. I live in a cottage down the street. <laughs> yeah, you walk in walking so into the People shop, think yeah. I'm crazy from a, yeah. from a business structure, mm-hmm. but I'm all in for my company. And, and yeah. you know, why, why bother restructuring But really what that meant was, again, the company became different and grew Mm -hmm. different. And when we moved from that little cafe, I knew, okay, we need a bigger home and I don't have the resources. So I actually put together a public proposal and Mm -hmm. we took on 28 community lenders because I was still sole proprietor. So they were getting a handsome interest rate, but no equity Mm because we would need to restructure for that anyway. Uh, And a lot of those people over time became close friends. Um, I'm happy to say we just got uh, more than a half out of debt, which is exciting. That's really uh, exciting. Because while that sounds probably crazy to some, some people, it's the sixth year since we moved. From Six a business years. standpoint, yeah. that's a big facility. And I'm pretty excited that we've more than turned the corner on coming, getting back to uh, neutral. Congratulations. Because, yeah, I don't think anyone knows that things take twice as long and they cost twice as much as anyone's going to ever expect. Period. End of story. No matter how much you plan, no matter what you do. So, But it was that community approach that even even redefined what we were going to do. So Mm -hmm. the new setting was built around the idea of us being through and through a community company. Yeah, nice. I wanted people to see us make chocolate. I wanted people to know that we had a charitable cause and where we were investing that energy um right and, and i wanted the space to be open to the public we have a tasting room mm-hmm. the umbral room which is what we call it the umbra the umbra is the darkest part of the shadow cast during Ooh, an eclipse that's right okay so it's sort of our our, our mysterious room of unusual tastings mm. and perspectives change when the eclipse happens um, so we rent that room for parties, bridal sure. showers. Exactly. I mean, chocolate making parties is pretty much exactly where everyone wants the bridal shower. <laughs> yeah, I, I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> but but that room becomes like a community oh, focal fun. point. So right. whether it be That's the great. old rinky little cafe or our new locations in South Park, I think yeah. every aspect of the company has been built around us being uh, independent, mm-hmm. local, and wanting to yes. interact with those people as much as possible. Yeah. Oh, and getting this—that's the best, I think. Being part of the neighborhood, people know you. You know them. Yeah. Oh, definitely. The heart of what South Park is. Oh, yeah. It's all community stuff, right? I—that's what makes it so awesome. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful place. It's a pretty, pretty unusual neighborhood. I love it. (laughs) So let's go to some of our favorites because you—you touched on one that I mean, kind of seems obvious. Like we've got. For me, we've got a cheese called Coco's, which is a, has some oh, coconut cream so in it. It's so weird. Like you go, you cannot put coconut in a cheese, but you can. And it, it's weirdly delicious. Um, and of course, putting it within with a little bit of dark chocolate mm-hmm. and a little almond screams almond joy. Like you just get this in one bite like an almond joy. 
So that's one of my favorites. Share it's super one of, creamy, yeah. too. So super creamy. The cheese you're talking about is, mm-hmm. is a Gouda. It's a Gouda. Mm-hmm. And it's made like a real Gouda, but then it's infused yeah. with coconut cream toward the end. Yeah, in the end. Uh-huh, they just they so, literally mix it in. Yeah, and it's then not as it firm as a Gouda. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a little it's, softer, pliable. Yeah, yeah. Definitely uh-huh. pliable. And it definitely has that screaming coconut cream yes. back note. Exactly. Um, you know, Which, years ago, we started a... Uh, I don't even remember where I first came up with this. The the idea of chocolate and wine tastings, chocolate and beer tastings, yeah. that's that's right there. Everyone mm-hmm. can think about that. But that. um really early on I came up with what I ended up eventually called a chocolate three way. Ooh. Sexy. Par- <laughs> partly because it just sort of markets itself. <laughs> yeah, you don't need you don't need to say more and everyone will sign up. <laughs> but it became our standard tasting concept where we were going to pair a truffle, mm-hmm. which in itself is complicated, right? Cream and chocolate or some sort of fat and chocolate. Yeah. Um, and then there's a flavor infusion, mm-hmm. of course. A truffle with an artisan cheese, mm. with an alcohol, which originally was a lot of wine, but South Park is so beer-centric. And even even in the last you know few years, I mean, just look see, to see how much chocolate – I'm sorry, San Diego has become this amazing yeah. beer town since you and I started our company. Oh, my – 100% different. Oh, yeah. I feel it's like a, what Starbucks is to Seattle. We've yeah. got beer here. Like every corner has got <laughs> a brewery sure. now. And, For yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it's, little... we've done, gosh, Menage a trois at least 100 yeah. of them. 100 of them. Um, and we usually invite a brewery into yeah. to our space. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll go elsewhere. Sometimes it's a winery. Um, we've even done some alternatives like sake or kombucha. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's a guided mm-hmm. tasting with me and then the brewmaster or the, or, or the vintner, whoever it is that wants to represent the alcohol. Um, one truffle, one wine or beer, and one artisan cheese. Yes. Which is a lot of fun because I'm not yeah. a cheesemonger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a cheesemonger, but I'm certainly an enthusiast. Yes, exactly. And, and my mind sort of works like an encyclopedia of information. So mm-hmm. when I hear a cheese fact, it usually lodges itself in like, the back boink. of my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same thing with chocolate, of course. Yeah. But and then I, you come together somewhere back there. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy doing that. It's fun. It's guided. But yeah. what people don't necessarily recognize is that it's more complicated than it sounds. Mm-hmm. We're only trying three things. Mm-hmm. But order matters. Mm. And if you're a statistician, that's um, variable combinations, uh, especially if you're considering order. Um, Nine variables. Mm -hmm. So if you had the truffle and then the cheese, that could quite possibly be a very different flavor profile than the same cheese, then the same truffle. You're priming your palate with one flavor and adding a second. Second. So order. Interesting. And and alcohol, depending on the kind of alcohol. Mm -hmm. Beer is fizzy, so that's going to really sort of... Be effervescent and cleanse your palate really quickly. Mm-hmm. Wines, not as much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's there's a lot of physical components about that kind of tasting yeah. and, and why those flat those flavors uh, come on and off our palate and how they do and sure. how they interact. Yeah. So lots of fun flavors. Uh, and people are always well, really, really, really surprised yeah. how, how much more dynamic that is than they expect. Yes. And how different it can be. Part how of it fun. is the cheese, of course. Yeah. Fine cheeses are going to, by nature, have so much more of a complicated anatomy. The rind. Definitely. Of course. I can't tell you how many times yeah. I look at someone like, just, <gasps> just try the rind. Don't just leave a it on little. There. Yes. If it's there, <laughs> try it. There's a reason it's there. Yes. Thank you for being an ambassador for that, Will, too, because oh, we yeah. try that still. It's 14 years. We keep trying. Try the rind. Try the rind. Try the rind. Well, and with <laughs> the troubles, too. No, no, okay. <laughs> we, uh, since, well, we make everything by hand. There's mm-hmm. not really machines. Yeah. We have a few tempering machines, mm-hmm. but all they do is melt and temper chocolate. Sure. So all of our confections, they're all hand-dipped, and we garnish the top of ours. So even our truffles have an anatomy, mm-hmm. the center being different than the shell, being different than the and garnish the top. on top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even when we're doing these these tastings, sometimes I'll say, okay, just nibble a little bit of that 
top of the truffle and a little bit of the rind, and I can tell yeah. how many people in the room are adventurous, and how many people are like, oh, I don't know. Ooh, that's a little <laughs> scary. <Yeah>. It's <laughs> usually the there? people that yeah. came as the plus ones. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what have I gotten into? <laughs> that's good. Do you have, can you off your top of your head, think of your favorite? Like, do you have an absolute favorite that you say, this is magic? pairing well the best part about this tasting and this is actually how i introduce it is Mm -hmm. it's not a perfect tasting it could be Mm -hmm. but the likelihood of getting three culinary components on your palate and having them in perfect unison is not common yeah no i think i would say in in if i guessed at 100 tastings and three pairings per taste that's 300 pairings i can count on one hand the Perfect pairings. Perfect. And, and and I think mm-hmm. that just goes to show that food is complicated mm-hmm. and it isn't perfect. Yeah. Our palates aren't perfect. What I taste is different than what of you course. taste. And yeah. so, first of all, we all have a different organ in our mouths mm-hmm. and our nose, and we all experience mm. this differently. But there definitely are some cheese and chocolate and then wine, whatever beer. Yeah. That that have sung so truly that I'll even stop the tasting and I'm like, everyone, take a Whoa, moment. This, this is, is what I would consider like the the go- the holy grail mm-hmm. of this kind of tasting. And people are surprised when I say it doesn't happen very often because they're expecting me to present something perfect, perfect. every time. Yeah. But what we're doing is we're learning how things affect the flavor. Mm-hmm. Again, three components: A and B might be amazing. Yeah. B and C might be great, but C and B is even better. C and A are terrible. Yeah, like don't do it. A and C might be fine, <laughs> but but that's the that's the thing is we wanna we wanna compare, contrast, and understand yeah. why we taste things so differently. Mm-hmm. So fun. it's not a perfect pairing. Yeah. It's, it's more of an experiential, uh, educational, yes. mind opening pairing. Nothing is gonna be disgusting. <laughs> of course, they're all gonna be good unless you start, yeah. unless you maybe hate that one blue cheese. Right, I'm and always then, a proponent of blue cheese too. Yes, well, blue, <laughs> I, I am too. It's not as scary as people think. No, not at all. <laughs> it's There's really, some really isn't. Awesome it really ones. isn't. Yeah, and then tempering it with something sweet. You know, it's all these things you're talking about. Oh, you know, I don't see really you very good. often with this because I'm almost always going to the bottle craft location because it's closest to me. Yes, that's exactly quite handy. Uh, but uh, the pairings there, they have fun with that. And sometimes mm-hmm. I see Rob there, but it's usually um, I already can't remember. Emily. Yes. Yes. Oh, she's super, super helpful. Oh, she loves and it. And the moment I come in, I see her appear up because she knows we're going to have to be tasting things. <laughs> and she's excited. I'm sure she's like, yes. Ah, I yes. look around the case because that's one of your smaller yeah. shops. So I look mm-hmm. around the case and I'm like, okay, is anything here really, really, really unusual? Yeah. Um, and she'll she, find something for you, helpful. right? Yeah. And I almost always leave her with spare chocolate. This is, well, no wonder <laughs> she's getting all excited. <laughs> I keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, Will. Um, very cool. Well, you know what? Before we go, though, I want to congratulate you because you were on Guy's Grocery Games doing a chocolate competition. What a wild experience. How was it? Like, was it really great? Uh, it wasn't what I expected. Okay. It was a way bigger deal than I thought. Okay. Really I, great. I think I think Guy is a culinary powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And if you track his career, I think he entered the Food Network scene just when it was really, really reaching its first level of maturity. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he won one of those competitions, He did, right? yeah. So he didn't I, even mm-hmm. come from a traditional right, industry exactly. background. But he has the personality, and he's smart and figure th- things mm-hmm. out quickly. So he works really well yeah. in that context. Um, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Right. And, and like, I'll just do this. They, they randomly called me, yeah. and I almost thought it was kind of a joke. Right. Um, and then it wasn't, because they called me back really quickly. And uh-huh. then I was on a Skype interview within an hour. And then, yeah. then I was practically cast as, like, most likely the, the guy with the most experience. And I think as it turns out, I was. You were. Okay. Because it's three of you. You compete four, against two. Oh, four, four of you total companies. One was another established mm-hmm. chocolate company in, in Miami that had been doing okay. a little bit of food. 
Um, one was a great uh, pastry chef, and another one was a fantastic chef that was actually here in San Diego. Yeah. But not much experience in chocolate. In chocolate. Not as much. Okay. Um, so in a way, that that was like right there at the fulgur That's your wheelhouse, right. Because I've made hundreds of plates of food yes. that should maybe or not be made again. <laughs> and you know, you know which ones are on which side of the fence, right? <laughs> the whole show was fun, That's though. so It was fun. stressful. Yeah. I, but um, I, I quickly spent all of my winnings. I won 16K. And I spent congrats. it all, all on upgrades for our, for for the, our yeah. facility. Mostly actually turning the Umbro room into a multimedia presentation room. So Ooh, nice. now we have all sorts of opportunities do to do things so look there. what what something like that can mm-hmm. lead to that's really yeah. super well i don't know any business what? owner that that can't spend 16k <sighs> probably in a heartbeat on things that they've either owe or been wanting to buy uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and oh we haven't changed this wall in 14 years maybe it's time yeah, yeah for sure but that was a blessing that was that's absolutely fun. a blessing because frankly yeah. we had had a really challenging year mm-hmm. and uh I, I, I have a hard time yeah. believing that that wasn't sort of the universe giving me an opportunity. Not that I was held, like yeah. handed something. That was an opportunity to to rebound. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it really did uh, turn the tide. So yeah. that, was, that was really fantastic. Congratulations. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah, but you, you earned it. So well, I that's awesome. That. That's awesome. Who would have known the, the wacky chocolatier with the the not understood restaurant <laughs> would, would amount to anything? <laughs> he has. You have, Will. And if you haven't tried Eclipse at South Park, you gotta go and then and say hi to Will. <laughs> yeah, actually, this weekend we have our thirteenth yeah. anniversary dinner. Congrats. Every year we we have an anniversary dinner called mm-hmm. the Apocalypse. The Apocalypse. Um, let me see. What will you be serving at the Apocalypse? <laughs> The first year was a joke. That's great. And then everyone yeah. just really loved it. So right. now so we're like guess. on the fifth year. And to continue the joke, we keep like we keep naming it slightly different things. Yeah. So we've had like apocalypse. I think this year is the revenge of the apocalypse. <laughs> One year we had the return of the apocalypse. One year we had apocalypse now. <laughs> I don't Fun. think there's that many puns we can keep on. <laughs> right, but but until then, you could just replay them. Yeah. Five courses of all Ooh, pork, all uh, including pork. dinner, and I'm sorry, including dessert. So I think it's only like fifty bucks. That's it's great. really really affordable. Yeah, I keep our dinners almost uh, almost at no profit because in the end, I want people to discover more of the chocolate. This is it, right, which is so great, and yeah. then they'll come back and say, "Oh, I get it now," and this is awesome. Yeah. Okay. So that's this weekend, Friday and, and, and Saturday. You can um, like uh, sign up or re- make a reservation online or just call. You actually buy mm-hmm. tickets on our website okay. because Easy. it includes gratuity. We mm-hmm. want to be able to make all of that really simple. Yeah. So oh, nice. Show up then and so you're done. So many you're, people are confused yeah. with what to do with tips and gratuity these days. Like, yeah. And I think ultimately restaurants are all going to fold it into the entire experience. Sure. We're just doing that right now for our special ticketed events. So oh, nice. once a month supper clubs. It just makes it easier. Okay. And we can see all these events obviously on the website on too. On our website. Yep. Just yep. Under events, yep. everybody. Well, gr- good to cr- catch up with you and oh, yeah. the chocolate man. Appreciate it. It's lovely because you were really the very first sort of professional uh, personality I interact God. with. Yeah, and, that's it. Goes uh, so I'm grateful back. for that day you yeah. you uh, brought us into your shop. Let's keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Will. Thank you so Thanks, much. Hi, fellow cheese lovers. Cheese Whiz Gina here, and I invite you to subscribe to our Noon on Tuesday podcast to hear all about cheese all the time. You can listen on iTunes or SoundCloud or subscribe via FeedBurner under Noon on Tuesday. You can also watch us live every week on Facebook at Benissimo Cheese at, you guessed it, noon every Tuesday Pacific time. We're fun, we're cheesy, so tune in and tell your friends to tune in too. Ciao.
The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.